How's it going? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty good, Dale. Thank you. You never ask me. You always ask the listeners. Well, the obvious. It took me 95 <laughs> episodes, but I realized that they can't answer. So I might as well ask you. I can. I'm, do, I'm doing well. Are you, uh, are you all patriotic, all full of vigor at Canada's no, 152? No, I'm just I'm fucking exhausted, man. Like, I'm... I'm just like had a weekend full of like end to end doing shit the entire time trying to keep a five year old entertained and myself. Wow, that would almost make a weekend seem long. Good right? one. <laughs> Good one, damn. Get it? Yeah, because it was a long weekend. Because uh, you international listeners out there, July 1st is the birth of Canada. Oh, you know, one thing I didn't add to the agenda that I do want to lead off with talking about Canada. Talking about how problematic Canada Day is because of our treatment of Native Americans or Native Indigenous peoples. There you go. We get it. You're woke. We get that you're woke and you care about the Indigenous peoples. Are people still doing that? Oh, fuck. I saw it more than ever this year. They were like, for every, like, I'm proud to live in this country post, there was a, you shouldn't be proud to live in this country because the white man oppressed the indigenous people's post. And I'm just like, fuck. They know that Trudeau apologized, right? Well, even, like, I get their point that, like, whatever. Like, Trudeau's apologized. It's not enough, but it's like, what are we going to do? Just, like, unmake the nation and give the land back to the indigenous people and we all, like, emigrate to the United States? Oh, I have better questions. I always talk about this with my girlfriend, Andrea, who's part indigenous. Yes. And uh, and we always discuss, like, how to decolonize. What would that look like? And my question always is, at what stage do we decolonize? Do we go before the Spanish brought them horses? Yeah, take the horses away. they had metal tools introduced to them? Before they had all this other stuff? Because it's like... Anybody's not going to go back to before European intervention at all because that takes away all the good stuff. Yeah. Before residential schools? Do no. we want to undo yeah. that? No, no. We want to go before that. Oh, we do. Obviously. We do want to. Oh, we do. We want to go. I wanted to. I wasn't clear. You want to go before forced simulation into Canadian culture. But you don't want to go so far back that you don't have like – metal axes and stuff to cut down trees because that would just be that would be so terrible to have that much labor reintroduced to you as a person like i wouldn't want to go back to fucking cutting down trees what do you use like rocks and sticks yeah also can we keep the part where we tried to make them just a little more white (laughs) no Andrea doesn't listen to this, does she? No, but I'm sure... Thought she might have started over the past couple episodes. No, she... Her reason for not listening to this is because (laughs) she'd want to have too many arguments with me. And we have enough arguments. That is. As is. Hey, now that we've moved on from this, let's talk about your camping experience. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before any of that, welcome to Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online. Uh, and explain why they're dumb for caring. I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. Dale, you went camping this weekend, and I would love to hear about that. So, let me set the scene. <laughs> for those of you who don't know me, I hate camping. I always have. For me, I love nature. 
I love being in the forest. You do? I can attest to both of these things. My favorite thing to do after being in nature in the forest is to come home, shower, watch TV slash play video games. Yeah, shit in a toilet with running water. Not stay in the sleep in a portable house that is atrocious, otherwise known as a tent, or sleep on any sort of air mattress, which people pretend is comfortable. Every time someone tells me how much they like camping, it just sounds to me like they got drunk and they didn't have to worry about going home afterwards. I think that's the biggest part of camping, right? Yeah, because people don't understand the absolute hell that is sober camping. Because what we found out Cause I'm okay being like not drinking. Like I didn't drink on this trip at all. Once in a while I'll have like one or two. I'm not sober, but I'm like sober adjacent. I don't know. There has to be a new term because it can't be like you're either sober or you're not because that they're sober curious, which is something that a lot, but even that like, I don't, I don't like that term. And it's like, that term sounds like you're co-opting something from uh, your sexuality curios- curiosity, which makes it sound like you're trying to sound woke about not being sober. It's like it's like you're trying to say, I'm not sober, but I'm woke to people who are sober. I'm not sober, but I don't drink because I got gout and three-day hangovers. <laughs> it is no moral. It's nothing moral. It's nothing about lifestyle choices. It's basically my body in two different ways said told you to stop dude drinking. knock it the fuck off you're almost 40 we're not putting up with this anymore okay so even though so camping we set it up as good as it could have gotten we got a huge tent that sleeps supposedly sleeps like seven people which there's just two of us, so it's just about big enough. <laughs> no, just kidding. So what did you put it, a couch in there too? No, what we did was Andrea, because we have a one-bedroom apartment, and a while back her parents were coming to visit, and we don't have a guest room, so she bought a four hundred dollar blow-up bed that's like two feet high, and you can pick the firmness of it, and it's all automatic. So we took that camping, which was awesome. So basically we have this huge tent. We have this super nice blow up bed and camping still sucked because of other people. So what happened was we didn't get a spot in the forest and we ended up since it was Canada Day long weekend, uh, the campground where we went, which was, probably an awful time to go camping. There's yeah. going to be people fucking everywhere. In hindsight, Pick any other long week, any other weekend, let alone long weekend. It'll probably be better. So we didn't get like a forest site. We got uh, an RV parking spot, which I don't know, fine, whatever. They're sold out. So it was gravel. So we put like a couple blankets down under the bed so that it wouldn't like wreck on the rocks if they somehow poke through the tent. Fine. Brought earplugs. Fine. But it was fucking. People were up drinking till 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. because they're all like still like camping's fun because they haven't quit (laughs) drinking yet. So it is still fun. They're listening to music. They finally pass out at 2. But since we were beside the marina, people started going out in their boats at 4 a.m. So we had like two hours of uninterrupted sleep. And then like I don't get it. If I was a fisherman, 
Do you have to get up at four to go? Yeah, fish? I think that's like the optimal time to actually catch the fish. Like that's when they're most active. You're not just going out there to like get a head start on the fishing. It's when. So fishing to me was always you're not going to catch fish. You're going to go hang out with your bros in a boat and drink beer. Yeah, like that's another very drinking adjacent activity is that you're just going to like drink on a boat. Yeah, I was thinking about it and I was like trying to think of like an outdoors activity that you'd still want to do sober and there's not very many. I mean, maybe swing in an axe. But sober, that's still going to suck. But it would just suck more if you're drunk. I mean, I enjoy, like, hiking. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Sober. Those are, like, single-day activities where there's no preparation and you don't have to sleep outside. Yeah. No, I don't. Although I have not tried. I honestly have not been camping since I sobered up. Based on uh, your experience, I don't know that I would want. And this place even had running showers. And toilets because it was also an RV campground. We had power and it still sucked. We basically went through every single way you could to make this camping trip pleasurable, you know, by pretty much making it be as much as staying at home as you could. And it still sucked. My favorite thing about this whole story is just imagining how hard you must have been trying not to be smug on the drive home as you guys like (laughs) you, the camping hater, and Andrea, who is probably so disappointed, and you're just trying to be like, oh, it's too bad that this thing I said sucked, sucked. Well, I did get to experience pretty much the one reason everybody's in a relationship, and we're just like fucking grumpy as shit. We're driving home. She's a lighter sleeper than me because, like, I just put in earplugs and I slept through the noise. I just got fucking cold, so I didn't sleep well. But she was, like, no sleep. And she was so bitter that she was, like, Dale-level bitter against humanity. <laughs> That's how, oh, one thing she said. For as, anyone who doesn't know Andrea, she is, like, the most, like, delicate, optimistic, like, cheery person normally yeah. is. So this is kind of shocking to hear. It's funny because when people meet her, they're like, why are you dating Dale? Yeah, so I really bitter. don't understand it and at all. And she's like, there's a secret kind, Dale, that you guys don't know about. And... I guess there might be. It's like, I've been your best friend for like 22 <laughs> fucking years. I don't know Secret Kind Dale. It's because Bitter's way more hilarious. But anyways, we're leaving the campground and she and there's like somebody walking and they waved and she's like, oh, I just hate everybody's face right now because I just feel like everybody at this campground is the reason I didn't get any sleep. And I was just like. Oh, you're finally ready to be a deruder. <laughs> you should have proposed then. It would have been perfect. Yeah. And the best part, like, as I said before, the one reason, the thing you wait for when you're in a relationship, I didn't even have to prompt it. We're just driving out along this, like, five-mile dirt road, which is another perk. <laughs> and she just goes, you were right. <laughs> wow. She said it. You tried to tell me how bad camping was. I don't know how, why I was so idealistic. And I was just like, my heart just like shot sunshine <laughs> like a Care Bear. I was like, I don't, I don't even care anymore. I didn't get any sleep. That is probably the ultimate relationship yeah. moment. Like there will be, there will be milestones like, yeah. you know, 
a wedding and like birth of children, but yeah. like nothing will quite stick in your memory. Yeah. Like that time you got told <laughs> that you were right about unsolicited. Yeah. So it's even more precious. Like when you're like, see, I told you and they're like, fine, you're right. That's pretty good. <laughs> But when it just comes out of nowhere and they're like, you know, you were right. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> is it fucking Christmas? Yeah. Is it my birthday? And the best part was after we left the campground, we got to do the best kind of fucking nature shit was we go to a tourist trap nature place. Well, we left the campground at 7 a.m. So we went to this place called the Englishman River. A throwback to uh, what we started off talking about, about indigenous people and Canada, is maybe rename Englishman River something else as like a little... I mean, that's easier to pronounce than whatever the indigenous name for it was. So. Yeah. I don't want to sound racist, <laughs> but they have numbers in Sequetmic Sequ- Sequ- language has the number seven instead of a dash. Yeah. What's they also have, like, weird apostrophes, just, like, all, they're very fucking liberal with their apostrophes. Yeah. They're, like, at least they don't have, like, backwards letters like Russians. I was just trying to say that so it doesn't sound like I only sure. hate the language. No, white people, people have dumb languages also. Yeah. So, anyways, we got to go to Englishman River, which has Englishman Falls. But since we left the campground at 7, we got to... The tourist nature before anybody else showed up because they're all smart and they slept in. So we had this place all to ourselves that was like, oh, this is rad. And then I took a bunch of pictures and then we drove home and I watched TV. It was the perfect nature day. (laughs) Oh, one thing. First time I've lived. I've lived back in Vancouver for six years now since I, for whatever reason, moved to Calgary because I wanted a job. We're not going to talk about that. Let's pretend that's an entirely, it never That's an entirely different thing. Probably didn't happen. Probably part of why I'm so bitter. Yeah. But I saw a pod of orca whales. There was five of them. On the ferry? Yeah. That's the crazy thing is that I've done, so I've done whale watching yeah. tours yeah. twice. Never yeah. seen a fucking whale on a whale watching tour. Yeah. But I've seen, yeah, orca pods Three times on ferry rides now. Yeah, because yeah. they like boats, apparently. <laughs> All these nature conservatives, conservatists are wrong. Conservatists? Conservatives? Conser- conser- no, not conservationists. Conservatives. There you go. <laughs> They're all fucking wrong. Global warming is fucking great for Vancouver because it means that the waters off the coast of Vancouver are warming up. So... Fucking killer whales are all coming back. We get to see lots of whales. They're swimming into the bay up to Squamish and shit now because everywhere else is cold and full of plastic. Well, they had a pod right in fucking False Creek like a couple weeks ago, which is bonkers. So thank you, Donald Trump, for ruining every ocean except for the one out our back door and keeping it nice enough that all the whales... Running away from the oil spills and the plastic are just coming to Vancouver where the hippies kept it nice. Yeah. Also, hippies, I'm half sorry about all the stuff I said bad about you because now we have whales because you kept the water clean. Uh, False Creek has like near toxic levels of fecal contamination. Every year they issue a swimming advisory being like, don't go in the water. There's lots of poop in there yeah. and you will get dysentery <laughs> and die. So I don't think it's that clean, but I don't think anybody in no, no Vancouverite has swam in Falls Creek since they moved since that first summer they lived in Vancouver 
when they went swimming in English Bay and you're like, ah, oh, swimming in the ocean. And people who live in Vancouver are like, yeah, you, you don't swim here. Yeah, you're pretty much you're, swimming in poop right now. Don't, don't swim here. <laughs> Go down the stairs and look at old man dicks and just swim at Wrecked <laughs> Beach because the hippies kept that place nice. They did. Yeah. God bless. So in short, camping sucks. Global warming's good because it brings whales. And just go to tourist nature because there's a path right to waterfalls and a path right back to the parking spot. And you can go play video games. Exactly. Hey, you know who else would have had fun at Wreck Beach? Somebody with a big dick. Which is the nudist beach? No, the the Dalai Lama. Does the Dalai Lama have a big dick? No, I was going to say because he likes titties, apparently. Oh! <laughs> big, big titty fan. So the best part about this... Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to say what this is? Okay. So in an interview with the BBC, the BBC, the, they, asked, they asked Dalai Lama a couple questions, which are kind of douchebag journalist loaded questions, if you're going to ask me my opinion. So there's a news anchor and she's asked, she asked the Dalai Lama, she like asks, she's like, what do you think of Donald Trump? And that, that wasn't British at all. And then the Dalai Lama Dalai Lama. The, the Dalai Lama said that Trump is. Oh, I can't remember. He said he said he's crazy in the nicest way possible, pretty much. And then they asked him about immigration. Oh, has, they said he has a lack of moral principle. Yeah, which is. And then they asked the Dalai inaccurate. Lama about Brexit, and he said he liked Europe unified better than apart. And then they asked him about uh, the refugees. And the Dalai Lama said that eventually the refugees, they tried to catch him up on this. They're like, you said they should go back to their home country to help rebuild it. And he said, no, what they should do is they should take the refugees in, give them schooling and the tools to rebuild their own, their own countries, which is what I thought you were supposed to do with refugees. Yes. And then they asked him some other bullshit question. And then they asked him... What he would think about a female Dalai Lama. Because the way they pick the Dalai Lama, if you don't know this, they're on the 14th one right now. So they believe that the Dalai Lama, when he dies, he gets reincarnated because he, I guess we're going to have to start calling the Dalai Lama it because the soul picks a new vessel and I can't remember what the system's called, but there's a way, there's a specific word for it. Sorry, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know I'm bad with words. But what they do is they or take... Or had a conversation with you outside of this podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they take children that they are suspicious might be the Dalai Lama, and they put a couple, like, totem items in front of them, and then the child will pick which ones are his favorite, and then eventually they'll whittle it down, and then they'll find whoever is the Dalai Lama. So they asked the Dalai Lama if he would be okay with a female Dalai Lama. And then he said, yes, but she would have to be more attractive because if she had an ugly face and then he he didn't say ugly face, but if she had a face like this and then he like made this weird, he was like, (laughs) he like made like an ugly face. He said, People wouldn't want to look at her or talk to her. And everybody's blowing up their shit. So, 
I have a one thing to say about this. If you're into mindfulness or like enlightenment, this is your go-to holiest of holy people who has actually reached enlightenment not once but 14 times in different bodies. So everybody's all like, oh, the Dalai Lama is sexist. But I think he's right. Not because I think a female has to be attractive for people or for me to want to see her as a Dalai Lama. I think females on TV have to be attractive. Otherwise, people as a whole don't want to look at them. And I'm not even going to try prove this. Just turn on your TV and watch fucking a sports cast or like anchor men and women. And it's always the dude just looks like fucking melted wax and the girl is hot. Yeah. For lack of a better term. I mean, okay, so the Dalai Lama, and I don't know if this was just like them backpedaling, but um, they did issue a statement saying that it was a joke, which... Well, he was joking. Like, kudos to the guy for having a sense of humor, finally honed over 14 lifetimes. I just got to say, you can't reach enlightenment without being hilarious. It's true. Think of that next time one of my jokes (laughs) offends you, jerks. (laughs) Um... But you did you did just raise a good point in that like, yeah, fuck yeah, like women. Yeah, I'm not agreeing with it. Society. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but like women do half. Women do have a different standard uh, of looks than men do. Like 100 percent. The worst case scenario is Sportsnet. I'm not trying to single out Sportsnet. It's just I was watching it. And there's an attractive female wearing this, like, yellow, tight-fitting dress. She had her makeup on. She had her hair done. And then the dude beside her looked like a fucking Italian mobster because he was wearing this, like, um, pinstripe suit. And it just looked like somebody had sat him on the chair, like, 10 years ago. And he had, like, started melting. Like, he was just, like... He was like an old hockey player who was an expert at hockey apparently now. So it was like, I don't know, like the young attractive woman and the guy who's supposedly the expert, but it's just some ugly dude. But another thing too, the weird thing is, it's not just that everybody wants to see an attractive female. It's if you get a guy who's too attractive, people don't want to listen to him. It's like... A double-shaped coin. Because remember when, like, George Strombonopoulos was, like, hosting, what was that, Hockey Night in Canada? Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't good at that. Yeah. It wasn't that he was too attractive. It was that, like, that was obviously, like, a ploy by CBC to be like, we want to reach a younger, hipper audience and, like, whatever. George Strombonopoulos is, like, dope and great journalist and great, great interviewer. But when it came to, like, hockey, meh, no. Yeah. But, like, they don't have, like, like, it doesn't take much to become a hockey expert. All you got to do is study it and stuff. But <laughs> you can replace the hockey in that sense with literally anything. Yeah. And <laughs> but they always get ex-hockey players who look old as shit. Like, beat to fuck. And look like they played hockey for 10 years. Well, yeah, I think a lot of these institutions, it's like you do hire, you hire men because of their legitimacy like because of their knowledge and you hire women because and this is probably more pronounced in sports and this isn't to say the women who 
host these shows don't know sports and because they fucking do. Like, I'm yeah. sure they could, like, kick well, my ass. The women the on these trivia. shows who are attractive know a shitload about sports. But they are very much, yeah, you can tell mm-hmm. that they hire for yeah. looks over. The best would be Fuck, if there's no, like, <laughs> if they had the opposite where they had a young guy who wasn't a professional sports player, but he knew a fuck ton of sports. And then they had an old woman who was like, oh, what was that girl who played on the gold medal hockey team? You told me her name two days ago. Uh, Cassie Campbell. Yeah. Get Cassie Campbell as like the hockey expert who knows what she's talking about and then get like a young, attractive guy who's just studied up on it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is particularly more pronounced in sports networks because, like, the sports demographic is still predominantly... Well, I'm just using that because it's the most exaggerated display of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but they're also pandering to a male audience, right? Like, that's that's who they're kind of, like, catering their shit towards. Well, I guess the opposite would be... The only way to find, like... The opposite of Sportsnet would be to also be sexist and point out how, like, The View has older, unattractive women and young hot guys like the guy from Save. Was it the guy from Save by the Bell on The View or was he on something else? Dustin Diamond? Yeah, Derek. The guy who did Screech. the porn and is, is in jail for stabbing somebody. <laughs> that guy was on The View. No, um... The, Mark uh, Paul Gosler. No, the other one. Oh, A.C. Slater. Uh, yeah. Fuck. A.C. Slater. What's his real name? I don't know. If anybody's listening Mario to Mario Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> the Hispanic fellow. <laughs> Can't say that. He's, he's Hispanic. He right? is. Well, Lopez. Yeah. Name like Lopez. I'm not going off Gotta his be. skin tone. I'm going off his last name. Yeah. That's is that still allowed <laughs> to guess people's nationality by their last name? Probably not if they're not white. I don't know if you're seeing me dance this line, but I'm terrible at it. I couldn't say anything about that, like, segment about attractive women because I was just, like, there's, like, no way to say But, like, yeah, it fucking sucks. But, like, yeah. women are prized for their beauty above all else. Yeah. Still. Well, I'm like, is that just by me or is that by no, everyone? We're getting better. I'm not saying that it's as bad as it was in the 70s and 80s when they wouldn't even let women be anchors on news shows. We're getting a lot better. But I think one thing we have to take from this is not attacking the Dalai Lama because we're he idiotic enough to somehow think that he's actually sexist. But to look at his joke and realize the truth in it and then take some sort of lesson away from that. Because yeah, like that was more of a like commentary on yeah. all of us mm-hmm. than it was something that he legitimately believes. Yeah. And if you can't learn a lesson from the Dalai Lama. You're fucking hopeless, bud. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I guess I'm a huge Dalai Lama fan now. It's annoying because like. You should start meditating. I do. <laughs> Oh shit! Not not like sit down and meditating, but I don't know. I feel like it's I kind of half meditate when I'm playing video games <laughs> because see, some people say meditating, some other people say space out and don't think about yeah. stuff, and that's what I do when I'm playing video games. Is I just kind of it's like another way to do it is you stem and 
Stemming is basically when your body just reverts to brainstem activity. Instead of you thinking about what you're doing, you just like go on into autopilot basically. So I don't meditate. Like I don't sit in the Lotus position and be like, what can I learn from today? I'm always like, turn the brain off, turn the games on. And it's a very cathartic process. Now I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Andrea listens like one thing I'll say about the Dalai Lama is he has an obnoxious speaking voice because Andrea will watch like videos where it's like him or Deepak Chopra like talking for like 20 minutes. I was like, you have to turn this off because as fucking wise as they are, they're not podcast hosts. They don't have a very like us. Yeah. Like. We're the exact opposite. What we lack in mindfulness, which is a very slim amount, we make up for... With our soulful, sexy voices. With the ability to talk without annoying you. I was going to say complete sentences because I can't, but no, I can't do can't. that. But like, also, you can't really do the without annoying thing either. I can talk without annoying <laughs> I can't talk without annoying you, but that's kind of our chemistry is I have to kind of annoy you a bit. Otherwise, it would just be us talking and slapping each other's asses, playing uh, grandass. I, I was talking to Kate today about, because she's going to come here and visit at the end of August. Yeah. And I was like, what would be a deal breaker? Like, what would cause us to break up at this point? She yeah. was like, well, she's like, if I meet your friends and they're really shitty. And I was like, thought about it. And I'm like, well, the friend of mine that I would be most concerned about is the one you've been exposed to the most already. <laughs> so... I think we're okay. <laughs> Dale slash litmus test. All right. It's a real thing. It's like, if you can handle Dale. Yeah. If you can't handle me at my Dale, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my Sean Burke. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I would say of all of your friends, I'm probably the most grating and Sean Burke's the most opposite of what's great. Sean, Sean Burke is just like a very like normal dude, right? Like you yeah. can, and and you are not a normal dude. Thank you. <laughs> That's and a compliment. Yeah, I intended okay, it to be okay, a compliment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, just, I, I found that. I know. Like <laughs> I am fully aware that I am outside of the realm of what normal people should do. And my problem is I don't care. I'd rather <laughs> do why. what I want to do <laughs> than fit in. <laughs> Preach. Except uh, I will be hiring an actor to play the role of Dale when Kate comes to visit. So you have to hide in your apartment for four days. Uh, okay. And I will be introducing Imitation Dale. There's only two rules. And I'm only telling you this so that it goes off better. One... He has to be more attractive than me. Okay. Going to be a tough... That's a tall order, but I'll see what Two, I can do. He has to be less funny than me. Okay. Because if he's as funny as me, he's just going to dog you and you're just going to look unfunny next to him when Kate meets him. Right. Because I'm funnier than you, is what I'm saying. Well... You get the looks, I get the funny. Uh, no, that's, that's the rules. Uh, uh, this is... This is how I make Actually, it. Actually, we've had a number of people comment that you are the funny one this on is, this podcast. This is how I make life okay in my head. Is right. I'm not the attractive one, but I'm the funny one. So then if people want to be friends with me and they're funnier, they're funnier than me, I'm like, 
you're kind of stepping on the only thing I got going, so sorry. This is never going to work. Yeah. They're like, Dale, why do you only like attractive people who are unfunny? And it's like, hmm. Unless, what if someone's uglier than you? Then do they get to be funnier than you? Yes. Okay. There's a slide for, for girls. It's hot and crazy. For dudes, it's hot and funny. I'm like, I have to be funny because I got this like Winnie the Pooh body where it's normal. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh had gout. No, see, my body's totally attractive except for where my T-shirt is. All of my extra fat is covered by a T-shirt. That's why it's called the Winnie the Pooh body because that's all he wears. So if I'm in a T-shirt, just a T-shirt, nothing else, nothing like Winnie else. the Pooh, I can pull it off and look all right. But as soon as that T-shirt comes off and you see my rolls on my belly, then it's game over. Dude, have you ever done just like the T-shirt and nothing else? Yeah. It's not a good look. Dude, it's called Winnie the Pooing people. Okay. It's like. It's not good. It's like I saw it on oh, this fucking TV show. I didn't know it actually had a name, but there's this show and it was the guy with like curly hair. He would do it to people where he would just walk into a room and he'd just be wearing a T-shirt. So you see him, you're like, hey, and then you look down and you see his dick and then you double take. And it's like, it's like kind of like sneak flashing people or like sneak streaking because it's like they take one look. They're like, oh, he's wearing clothes. Then they see half naked. They're like, what? And then they like, you get that weird thing. Where they, they bounce back and forth a few times. I mean, if you're naked, people look at you and be like, oh, you're naked. But if you're just wearing a T-shirt, they're like, oh, T-shirt, dick. And then they're like, what, what, dick? And then they look at your dick at least twice. So if you want people to specifically look at your dick, you got to Winnie the Pooh them. It would be even better <laughs> if you were wearing a T-shirt with a picture of your dick on I don't know why I found that so funny, but I was just like, you look at the shirt to get away from your actual dick. There's a picture of your dick on the shirt. It just as well. says tidy writing, it just says, yep, more dick. They're like, what does that say? And they're like, oh fuck. And then they like end up looking at your dick like six times. And you're like, this I would legitimately so- cry laughing right now. <laughs> like, this is so much uh-huh. more effective than just streaking. We need to do this. This is my take. <laughs> we need to make Outrage Factory shirts. With pictures of dicks. That might hurt the brand a little bit, but I'm all for it. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to take a break while we hatch this genius scheme. We'll be right back. All right. I want full power, Mr. Scott. Good to go this time? Yeah, for real? We're, we're for real? We're going. This is another false. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just had to make sure Derek gave me a false got, start. Got some slippy fingies tonight. Yeah. So, uh, weed's been legal for a bit. No. Oh. Did you know that? Do tell. And uh, my personal grievance with legalized weed is now I smell weed all the time, but that's just me being a wuss. Um, actually, funny, this is, I guess this is still pertaining to the whole subject because my girlfriend comes from a town called Pinoca, which if you aren't familiar with it, is a small town in, in between Red Deer and Edmonton. 
and old people were writing to the paper. That's how small it is, is people still write letters to the paper. And they were complaining about having to smell weed. And if they would have realized that how much they would have to smell skunk weed from people just blazing up all the time, they would have definitely voted against legalizing it. And to me, that's hilarious because that's the only reason I don't want legalized weed is because it just stinks like weed now all the time. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Yeah. And like, I remember people were like, so in favor of legalization for the longest time. Yeah. And then once they realized that it was going to be regulated, air quotes, exactly like cigarettes and that you can't smoke it on the beaches, you can't smoke it in parks, you can't smoke it around children. Like, yeah, it's a fucking drug, you idiots. They were all like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is fascist bullshit. And it's like, you're literally like, you can't just, we don't have... Uh, open alcohol in Vancouver, yeah. why the fuck would you be able to smoke weed wherever you went? And the ironic thing is, now that it's legal, they can smoke it less. Because in your elevator when I was riding up, there's a big sign that says there's no smoking in the apartments or on the balconies. This includes cannabis. So all these people who were just like, basically before now, it was just cops being like, oh, I got to smoke a weed. Ah, oh, fuck it. Oh. They're like they fully dailed it where they're like, I just don't want to fucking deal with this right now. And weed smokers were like, well, I'm already breaking the law. What do I give a fuck if I'm violating like a bylaw in my apartment? Now it's like law abiders being like, I can't smoke in the park or on my balcony. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) Fucking squares. Oh, yeah. So another reason. In conclusion, legalizing weed has made weed desperately uncool. And you know what else it did? Apparently, so those like gotcha news places with that are trying to make clickbait keep writing stories about how legalized weed is a danger for children and pets. And basically their main reasoning is now that weed's legal, people are buying it more and they're leaving it lying around more. So kids and dogs and cats are getting into it more. So they're like what is weed doing to our kids and pets? And it's like, no, what are fucking idiot stoned assholes who leave doing their the roaches on the coffee table doing to their own children? Yeah, weed is sentient. It can't actually do anything. It's unsentient. No, it is. Oh, yeah. Non-sentient. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it can't. It can't do anything. Just yeah. lay there and get smoked. Yeah. So it's probably the humans that are responsible. Yeah, it's definitely the humans. And the reason we're bringing this up is because, what was that? There's a news story that I saw that ABC published, and it was legal weed, now a growing danger to dogs. And so <clears throat> it's it, I thought it was hilarious because it starts off with anecdotal evidence about some guy who has a brown, I think it's like a brown and white pit bull They say the colors before the breed, which is always weird. Anyways, so they're talking about this dog and how he comes home from work and his dog is acting all like lethargic and is like drooling and like droopy eyed. So the guy takes him to the vet and the vet goes, oh, your dog's fine. It'll be perfectly fine in a couple hours. It's just high right now. And then... The, and it's this happened in San Francisco. And what the vet surmised was that 
while in the park, the dog ate some human feces that had weed nugs in it. Which is the most San Francisco thing ever. Yeah. Because there's just human shit blanketing that entire city. Instead of calling the newspaper and complaining about how legalized weed is ill-affecting this guy's pet, he should have just fucking moved out of San Francisco because the place is literally covered in human shit. Fuck San Francisco. Any other city. Yeah. Any other city would not be covered in human shit. Full house, more like full of shit. Toilet of a city full of swimming and shit. More like full, more like fecal house. Ah, I knew I'd get there eventually. Yeah. I think the the first one was better. Okay. We can edit this out. Yeah. Because Uncle Jesse, if Full House happened today, Uncle Jesse would be homeless and shitting in the streets after he ate weed, and then he would be getting this dog high from his shit. Moral of the story, even though San Francisco used to be fucking awesome with the Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, and the windiest street in the world, it's now just covered in shit. Moral of the story is, every time you let a dog lick your face... That dog has probably recently consumed feces. Moral of the story, also, I guess part C, is don't let your dog go into the bushes because it's probably eating human shit. Even if that shit isn't full of weed, it's still gross. Isn't it nice to know that, like, because for the longest time... Vancouver was maligned because it was basically hobo city of Canada because Canada gets ungodly cold winters everywhere except for Vancouver. So all the homeless people just flock down here because it's still kind of cold, but they could sleep outside. So they could be homeless through the winter without freezing to death. So Vancouver was like always considered a gross homeless place full of homeless people. But now that San Francisco, like, prices skyrocketed because of, like, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, the tech industry. That people who made a decent amount of money are now homeless and all shitting in the streets. Shitting in bushes. It looks better for Vancouver. So, things we've learned on this podcast that have made Vancouver a better city. Global warming and economic disparity in the states. Yeah. Thanks again, Trump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it sucks because Vancouver, uh, Vancouver's economy does very much strive to emulate that of San Francisco, which is why we see these fucking insane housing prices here yeah. uh, and a burgeoning tech industry. So it's just a matter of time before you and I are shitting in the streets, most likely, um, I think which is fine. I've always kind of wanted that freedom. Yeah. I don't know. Mud butt while you're walking. Like... If we start shitting in the streets, let's at least make them put, like, public bidets. Let's just say... Water fountains. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Problem solved. Wait. How do you stand up there and push the button? Because I could do one or the other. I could sit on top of a water fountain or press the button. What? Maybe we'll be homeless at the same time so we could push the button... For each other. Yeah, we'll absolutely be homeless at the same time. Help a brother out. Push the drink button slash bidet button. Yeah, it's teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't put your lips on the nozzle. 
<laughs> Wait, was was that one of the offensive things you, you you're supposed no, to stop well, me no, from I was, saying? No, I would never stop you from saying it. I just like a little inward eye roll there. Uh, oh, Christ. Hey, something I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be a little cross-pollination with uh, I also did not put this in the agenda, so I'm springing, springing a black black horse. Brown horse? Yeah, black horse. Yeah, black horse is... I don't know where that term comes from, but it's the horse you didn't dark see coming. Dark horse. There we go. Oh, maybe it's because at night you don't see a dark, dark horse because it's dark out. Is that what it's from, you think? I think it might be. Anyway. What's, what's that study where you figure out what where words come from? Etymology. Ooh. I'm going to Google that. You, you, you set the stage for your topic. All right. I'm going to do that thing that's super good on podcasts where I Google and I don't listen to what you're talking. And then come back and tell us the origins of uh, And then I'll come back and say something completely unrelated. And then we'll go on a tangent for 20 minutes, close this episode out. Yeah. Uh, So... Uh, for those of you who don't know, we mentioned this on the pod last week. I am starting a sobriety podcast that is dropping, uh, well, by the time I publish this. So I will be publishing this episode on Wednesday. The sobriety podcast will be dropping our first three episodes tomorrow. Uh, the podcast is called Club Soda Club. <laughs> Fuck words. Club so- <laughs> Dale stops paying attention. I'm like, oh, now I got to take over <laughs> mispronouncing shit. Yeah, you got to not words. remember words like I do. Uh, the podcast is called Club Soda Club. It is myself, my friend Jessica, my friend Scott. All three of us are uh, people at various stages of our sobriety journey. And we're talking about how we sobered up, why we sobered up, uh, things that we've encountered since we sobered up, uh, how we're still dope as hell, even though we sobered up. Um so, I've been sober for three and a half years. No, you, I do the uh, well, reading. Well, I'm reading it now no, because... you talk about being sober and I... Right. I've been sober for about three and a half years. Uh, and up until recently, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I was a guy who, like, fucking quit drinking. Uh, and, uh, you know kind of moved on with my life and found uh, healthier ways to kind of fill the void. And then this year I started really leaning into the uh, sober guy as part of my identity. Uh, so since then I've been like starting trying to start this like online sobriety community, uh, this Instagram sobriety account, not a sobriety podcast. Uh, and do you want to explain this before I get, are you done? No, I'm, I'm going to keep you going. Listed, like, Nine different social media platforms that you're sober on. Yeah. Lost sobriety. Is there also more? in real life? No. Okay. I was gonna get in so I'm part of this like sobriety there's like this whole sobriety subculture on Instagram and it's all yeah. people like posting like inspirational memes and like talking about their sober experience and reliving past trauma. Um and in tandem with this, sobriety is kind of on the rise as like this wellness trend because spoiler alert drinking is fucking terrible for your body yeah says my gout and three-day hand and your mind actually like it's just not good for you at all particularly at the levels uh we all drink at did you know that a hangover is actually brain damage yeah yeah that's good to know (laughs) 
And it's like <laughs> the that headache you get from drinking is actual brain damage. Because, but then when your headache goes away, you still have brain damage. And it's like you're drinking away your brain cells. Like we all knew that. It's just now there's now that the internet exists and you could talk to people and you could do stuff and you don't have to go camping, so you don't have to get drunk. And the rise of things to do that are sober. And basically, another thing was probably the acceptance acceptance of nerd culture because that's all like board games and video games and all shit you could do sober when you weren't cool cool enough to go out and drink. Yeah, well, it's also the rise of like self care culture, right? Like, yeah. there's all this like yoga and mindfulness and physical exercise and like therapy and all these things that are contributing because people uh, have spent like the last fifty or sixty years just like declining into this hellscape where we all work 80 hours a week and then get fucking loaded to take the edge off yeah and you know pass generational trauma onto our kids and fuck them up and mm-hmm. shit all over the planet and just generally act like selfish fucking dickheads um i think another thing is that the generational trauma from world war ii has finally worn off like it took the baby boomers gen x and the tail end of us millennials us millennials. Well, I'd like to say I'm a millennial just because I don't feel like a Gen Xer. No. I don't like Pearl Jam. I mean, I, I identify as a millennial, but people uh, routinely mock me for it. So, Well, they're dumb because we are the first years of millennials. Some people say we're not, but... We're the pre-millennials. We're more millennial than we are Gen X. I would like to say, don't you think I'm not like trying to say, Hey, I'm a millennial because it's a cool thing to be. I'm just saying I fit all the things that are considered a millennial more than I do a Gen Xer. Anyways, my point is it's been three generations since world war two. We're finally over the feast or famine mindset where there's like something in the back of our brain where it's like, you don't know when you can eat next. Just eat now. You don't know when you can have fun next. Have fun now. Like that voice in the back of our head has finally gone and now we're like, no, I don't have to eat past full. I don't have to go have a whole lot of fun now because I don't know when the next time I can go have fun is going to be. So you can ration it. I feel like existential dread has nullified that last one where you're just like, hey, planet might not fucking be here tomorrow. So (laughs) maybe I should have fun now. But what's the point of having fun? That might also be us specifically because like I'm just speaking for you because I feel like you might be kind of the same as me. Whereas like we heard like in our later teens and early 20s, there was all like live like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Enjoy today. Live for today. And then after doing that for 15 years. Save tonight. Tomorrow I'll be gone. (laughs) Yeah. And then after 15 years and an empty bank account. And gout, I was kind of just like, oh, fuck, maybe I should try to, like, I don't know, put a Band-Aid on the wheels of this fucking runaway train. And I put a couple Band-Aids on it, and it's still a runaway train, but it's it kind of hit a little hill, so it's kind of going slower. So I guess now it's like a runaway train at a twisted ankle pace instead of a runaway train at a breakneck pace. You're getting there. Yeah. As 
the Winnie the Pooh body. Like, <laughs> my arms and legs look great. It's just the middle part I have to work on next. <laughs> Dale removed his shorts and underwear while we were uh, on the break there. So oh, yeah. he's, he is full Winnie the Poohing I, right I now. I had to show Derek my uh, Daisy Duke underwear that I have. That He is not joking about those. Super Listener Neil bought for me as a joke, and then I upped the joke by actually wearing them. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Neil. That's forever burned into my brain. Uh, so sobriety on the rise. There's a lot of people paying attention to it now. Uh, there's a lot of articles about how sobriety is on the mm-hmm. rise and all of these like people who got sober before it was cool. It's just like um, devolving into sobriety hipsterism where yeah. all the people who got sober because they were like legitimate alcoholics or had a drinking problem or um, even uh, even just decided like early on that that they had a problematic relationship yeah. with alcohol are taking offense at at everyone calling it a trend and jumping on the bandwagon because they're basically like, I did this first. It meant more when I did it. Stop calling it a trend and martyring themselves all over the place. Uh, These people, is, though, a lot of those people became alcoholics because they were bitter and jaded and then they got sober, but they're still bitter and jaded. So now they're just bitter and jaded about this. That's an excellent. I just, I just I don't know why there's like this pissing con- like. I, I look at it and I'm like, fuck, who, if it's a trend and more people are like, man, maybe I'll like, drink less if this is trendy or if there's alternatives to do because people are hopping on the bandwagon or there's tons of fucking delicious uh, non-alcoholic beers available. Yeah. Uh, that's well, not a bad thing. Another people are another people. Another reason why the bitter sober people might be a bit bitter was because when they did sober, when they went sober, they took a ton of shit. Because another reason why sober's on the rise is because it's more socially acceptable. Like, I'm never telling Derek he should have a drink and quit being like a wuss or a pussy. I do have friends who have done that. Yeah. But like most of your friends don't. But I was do that. pretty lucky because most of my friends were like generally cool about it. Yeah. I mean, most and of my friends were very aware that I had a very pronounced drinking problem. But so. if you would have gone sober ten years ago, me and other people and society in general would have probably taken the piss out of you more. And so therefore these other people who have been sober for longer, it was probably harder for them socially to be sober. And it also kind of made them special. Like they're like Eddie, the sober guy. Hey, don't give so Eddie too much shit. He's sober, but it's good for his life because now it's just like, Oh, there's Eddie. Yeah. He doesn't drink anymore. He doesn't okay, drink, cool. but so does nobody else. So yeah. let's all go they're drink like, some kombucha. And yeah. Eddie's like, I'm sober now. And people are like, Oh yeah, whatever. They don't <laughs> like, Oh, why did that happen? So he doesn't get like the grandstand at the party to tell why he doesn't drink anymore. So, there's many reasons why Eddie's bitter, but I guess the moral of the story is it's cool to be sober now. Not like you'll be cool. It's that society and people are more cool with you being sober. Being sober. Although you'll still encounter dickheads who make comments like you're less fun or try to encourage you to drink. Uh, but for anyone who listens to this podcast who is considering sobriety, check out my other podcast. Uh, or who would like to be sober adjacent, like Dale here. Or who want to listen to Derek and not me. <laughs> I don't think that's anyone, because you are it's okay, my the comedic relief. 
You're the funny guy. Do you want to tell us where Dark Horse came from now that that's all over and done with? I feel like it's anticlimactic because it, there's no cool thing. It's just like a racing term. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to hear the first instance of Dark Horse being used? Was it in a literal horse race? Benjamin Disraeli provides the earliest known reference to the phrase to the phrase in The Young Duke in 1831. And the phrase was a dark horse, which had never been thought of, rushed past the grandstand in sweeping triumph. So there you go. It's just a term for a dark horse in racing. I like the one you came up with where like a dark you couldn't see a dark horse in the middle of the night. Yeah. So it's gonna sneak up on you. Yeah. When I made it cool and fucking Benjamin just said it. He's like, oh, it's a racing term. <laughs> this horse you never saw before. It's like, then why is it dark? Why not just that horse <laughs> that came that you hadn't looked at? Wait, that came? What kind of book was this? Bestiality porn. <laughs> okay. You know. Mr. Hands? Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's do have, awkward. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? We're at an um, hour. Well, we did only talk about like two things. I love how we always make this list of like we, we tangent factory. Yeah, we're like, oh, we got to get all this stuff to talk about, otherwise the podcast won't be interesting. Then we get like, I think we had like seven things to talk about, and then we asked the fans, we're like, what do you want us to talk about? We ignore those. Oh wait, we can do mailbag. Real and quick. then we're like, just. Talk about Winnie the Poohing somebody for half an hour. Yeah. Which, hey, I learned something new. Yeah. Tonight. Did I you? mean, people always love the offensive jokes where we're just laughing and telling jokes more than they love our take on current events anyway. Uh, all right. Mailbag. Uh, what made the Internet angry this week? The new gainer, the gopher. Um this is going to be a little inside baseball. So there's a football team in Saskatchewan called you the mean Saskatchewan inside, inside football. Fo- whatever. Uh, a football team in Saskatchewan called the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They are the only professional sports team in the entire province of Saskatchewan. And so now in the CFL are the only Rough Riders. It's true. It there took, used took to a few years. We got there. The league had what? Nine, nine teams, teams. And two of them were named the Rough Riders. Yeah. That's a real league. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't want to take this away from Saskatchewan because they take their CFL quite seriously. In fact, somebody regaled me with a tale about how they were in the Grey Cup final and then the kicker missed and Saskatchewan. Sask- Have you not heard this? No, I heard it. And then the kicker missed and they're what, from Saskatoon? No, the, uh, are they Regina. Regina. So he lived in Regina. The same city this the team was in, and people would like dump truckfuls of manure, manure on yeah. his lawn, which is also a very Saskatchewan thing to do. So if you're like from Saskatchewan, or your family's from Saskatchewan, or you know people from Saskatchewan, you cheer for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It is in your fucking blood. Uh, they've had a mascot for many years. The mascot is Gainer the Gopher. The Gopher, of course, being the beloved provincial animal of Saskatchewan. Oh, I, I was just going to say, true. why the fuck is it a gopher and not a cowboy? It's, it's very, I don't know, because yeah. I think the Calgary Stampeders are the cowboy. Oh, uh, yeah. Which they should be a horse, perhaps even a dark one. And the other Rough Riders were probably cowboys, too. Uh, Gainer the Gopher got a makeover. 
and he basically was as well received as the new Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> he just like he just looks like uh, did they just something like, you would have found you'd find at a furry convention. So he just like they probably slimmed him down and made him look more like a cartoon gopher. Than made his eyes like big and blue. He's a very like Aryan looking gopher actually. Now that I think about it, huh? Uh, so. This is what he looks like now. This is what he used to look like. So he used to look like that was him. Are you, are you looking at all this, you uh, podcast listeners? I mean, you guys are listening Whatever. To Google it, fuckers. Yeah. Gainer the gopher. I will say the new Gainer the gopher looks like a like a furry. You're, you said Thank it perfectly. Thank you. Yes. He looks like a furry, and he also kind of looks like a dog and not a gopher. Like, where are the telltale gopher teeth? And the telltale tail. Like, oh, he the doesn't, telltale tail? He doesn't have a big gopher tail. Like, the teeth in the tail... He doesn't even have gopher teeth. He has a fucking tongue. Should be the go-to. All right. Anyway, people in Saskatchewan very upset about that. So because I have a large number of Saskatchewan connections on my Facebook, they are commenting about this. One thing I got to say is... Do they still wear watermelon shells on their head? They do, yes. Watermelon heads. God bless you, watermelon heads. That's the only thing I like about your team. I know a couple of Saskatchewan Rough Rider diehard fans listen to this, but I'm sorry. I don't like your team. More of an Eskimos fan myself. All right. You want to know why? problematic name. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) I like it because I like their uniforms. I like the green and yellow. Cool colors. Best reason to when I was a kid, for a sports team. When I was a kid, my favorite color was yellow. Edmonton Eskimos were yellow. I mean, I like the BC Lions because their Lions logo, their new logo is fucking tight and it's the best logo in the league. And I don't mean to further offend you, Derek, but a lion, even if it's a cougar lion, is still better than a gopher slash whatever a rough rider is. Is a rough rider like... A police officer. I think it's like a cowboy type thing. Is it like a cavalryman? Like something to do with the military? Like a hired mercenary? I feel like I should know this. Because I feel like if any of those Rough things rider. are true. A person who breaks in or can ride unbroken horses. What up? Very homoerotic. <laughs> you take it there. <laughs> Continuing with the mailbag. Still a lot. You could come up with something better than a gopher. I mean, I like the go. The gopher is just a very Saskatchewan thing yeah, to have. It's like, it's, oh, we have one professional sports team. The mascot has to be a gopher. They're like, what's that thing that's everywhere that everybody hates and commits mass murder on, and everybody's okay with it? Ah, gopher, sweet. <laughs> uh, birther conspiracy theories against Kamala Harris. Which I didn't know was a thing, but Kamala Harris. she's one of the candidates in the Democratic. She's a potential frontrunner in the Democratic primary. What's uh, the what's the birth she's of a former, I don't know. Just that so she wasn't born in oh. uh, in the United States. New birther smear attacks on Kamala Harris are just the latest in blah 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 blah. Uh, See, when you say birther conspiracy, I think that's like a conspiracy against people who are born in a test tube or something. No, it was like when Trump uh, said that uh, that Obama was Kenyan, Kenyan or whatever yeah. the fuck. 
Well, that is one of the rules is you have to be older than 35 and born in the United States. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger could never run for president, even though he married uh, Ted Cruz Kennedy. was going to run for president, and Ted Cruz is Canadian. He was born in Calgary. Then he couldn't have been president. He could, they were going to allow it, though. I don't know how. How because could Ted have... Cruz run for president? But he didn't. Uh, was born outside the United States, a fact. Could Ted Cruz run for presidents? I don't think... Maybe Canada, because it's part of, like... Maybe he got fathered in from NATO. Maybe he had dual citizenship. Maybe his parents were both American citizens. Or he has... Both, yeah, so he does have citizenship because he was born in Canada to an American mother. Yeah, there you go. And he said he would renounce his Canadian citizenship to run. <laughs> Which, fine, <laughs> fuck, whatever, fuck off. Yeah, oh no, don't take away your Canadian citizenship. Uh, Trudeau, Pinata, and Red Deer. Uh, yeah, guess what? Albertans are fucking dumb as shit and... Why do you hate him? He gave you your pipeline after he did a whole bunch of flip flops. <laughs> I say stuff every, and everyone else. hates him now. Yeah. Uh, people who pronounce similar as similar. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, BC Compassion Club shutting down end of July, although licensed. Uh, that was like basically a home weed delivery service. So yeah, that was like just- Compassion people were delivering weed to sick people who I believe couldn't leave their house because it was like. It was like door-to-door weed salesman under the guise of being like neighborly and trying to help out the less fortunate. But now these people don't need weed salesmen to come to their house. They could just order it and get it mailed to their house. From the government of Canada. Like what more would you want? Uh, Stupid border patrol making insensitive comments about the dead father and daughter on their idiotic Facebook group. Uh, This is a heartbreaking story about uh, a immigrant father and daughter. Their corpses were found in Mexico, I want to say. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't look into it. All I know is that there's no such thing as a secret Facebook group. Do not say anything that your employer would find offensive in a Facebook group. Do it in a private Facebook chat like the rest of us do. Just generally don't be a shitty human being and joke about this kind of stuff. Particularly when you're in a position where you could be a liability to your employer, who is the U.S. government. Yeah. Uh, It just makes all border cops look like assholes. I just got to say, guys, the salad days are over. You can't make offensive jokes just because... And have them be funny just because they're so offensive. Because if the Dalai Lama taught you nothing else, it'll teach you this, that people don't take too kindly to jokes they don't find funny. All right. Inside the secret Border Patrol Facebook group where agents joke about migrant deaths and post sexist memes. Yep. <laughs> That's it? Sexist memes? <laughs> I don't know if you know this about the internet, Derek. It's, uh... But there, I have seen one or two sexist memes that aren't actually in this Facebook group. Because, let me let, let me let you in on the horrible thing about the internet and being saturated to the whole population of the world. It used to be 
that only the predominantly left-leaning people who were tech-savvy were on the internet. So memes were all about pop culture and funny left-wing stuff. But now that all the quote-unquote inbred hicks are also on the internet, you're going to get inbred hick memes. So, yeah, it's not good anymore. Yeah, this is tough. This is just like, this really confirms some of the worst shit about... uh Border guards. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, yeah, already probably don't have a great reputation outside of other border guards. I don't yeah. think border guards is not one of those professions that earns you a ton of respect anywhere. Yeah, you're not like, oh, good, there's a border guard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do keep us safe, they keep out. Terrorists and people who are dumb enough to have contraband in their car. Yeah, I think they are. I don't know how good they are keeping out terrorists. I think they're pretty good at, you know, basically enforcing petty, uh, petty crime laws and making sure they get their taxes on things you bring. Like, have you ever watched what's that fucking reality show they had Border for a Patrol? while? Border Patrol yeah. that they had to stop doing because they were filming people without their consent. Uh, <laughs> so they just pulled the plug on it. But it's always like, oh, this guy's trying to smuggle like 10,000 pounds of bananas in a suitcase. Yeah. And like, oh, thanks for saving us from the scourge of fucking bananas, yeah. Border Patrol. But do. Uh, I'm not sure, but like, are there. Like, Border Patrol people, are they just the guys in the booth? Or are they, like, kind of, like, also a police force that does raids and stuff? Yeah, so they're both. They are, there's, like, not along the Canadian border, obviously, but yeah. the U.S.-Mexican border, um, yeah, they'll have, like, roving bands of, like, Border Patrol. But then they also have, like, the the border security agents, like, yeah. who man the booths at, like, airports or... It's all it's all under the Customs and Border Patrol authority. Uh, okay. Do they have like border detectives where they like try to break up smuggling rings and stuff? Like are we just basically Is that just like the FBI? Yeah, are we basically having our opinion of this group of people tainted by our interaction with the lowest rung of the With the, the super racist ones? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. Because it's entirely likely, Dale. I like to leave Canada every once in a while. Me as well. And I don't want everybody as a whole to think I'm maligning them. I right, would just fuck, like, I go to the States all the time. I would just like to say, if you're not posting super offensive and sexist and racist memes, you're one of the good ones. Yes. That was Derek saying that. <laughs> I, Dale DeRuder, think Border Patrol guards are shitty fuckheads who are all racist. Okay. All right. Well, now that that's cleared up, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Outrage Factory. I've always, as always, I've been your co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can find me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. I'm Derek Bolin, the way less funny one you can find my super bland vanilla tweets on the twitter machine at herder that's h-u-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-
You can find us both on Twitter and Facebook at Average Fact Pod, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, subscribe. If you like this episode, tell your friends about it. Post it on your fucking social media. Uh, talk about how great we are. Yeah. Uh, introduce the world to Winnie the Poohing because I think more people need to know about this. But don't go to jail. It's only a joke until you actually get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, don't do it in public or around children. Don't please. get on the sexual offenders list. Again. Uh, <laughs> if you really like the podcast, feel free to chuck some dollars our way. You can do that at our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Outrage Factory? Outrage Fact Pod? Probably. We're on there somewhere. Should Oh, I was going to talk to you about this because I was listening to other podcasts and they're always like, hey, for all this added extra bonus content for our Patreons. And I was like, we should do that except... For the amount of work it is to do this? Yeah. You want to put effort into bonus content? Yeah. Plus, how would we know what our best cut? It was like, if you'd like an extra 20 minutes of tangents that have nothing to do with anything, <laughs> give us some money. <laughs> how are we going to do that? And, and it would be like, if the stuff that was too good to put in the regular show, we put in another show or another watery 20 minutes, then give us $5 a month. I mean, we can try it. It's worth a shot. Hey, if you'd like bonus content exclusive to our paid subscribers, yeah. give us some money on Patreon. Uh, I promise you we reserve all the best content for people who give us money. But we, we still give you enough to listen to. Yeah, we like, we like you guys just fine. But if you give us money, you get the real good shit. Hey, give you a free sample <laughs> if you know what i mean i was like we're gonna clock in under an hour no hour and 13 minutes we've it's never i think we've been under an hour even last week last week was, was our, our best super rushed gotta get this under a fucking hour episode yeah. was over an hour no it was like 57 minutes oh was it yeah oh okay but let's argue about that for another three minutes <laughs> uh until next week stay angry